Party people, welcome to another edition of Talking During Movies after Snowvid, crazy travel, and everything else in this world. We're back, we're on schedule, we're rocking and rolling. And you know, folks, this is this is the international version. We're crossing, we're crossing borders. We're going crazy here. Uh, after many back and forths and an epic video to uh to kick off the fact that we're gonna be doing this. Uh Thomas Anderson. Thank you so much for joining Talking During Movies. Uh, before we get into the movie and a little bit about you, uh, people want to find your art and your talent. Where can they find you on the uh, social media channels, if you will? Well, let's put uh, art in uh, quotation marks. Uh, as it says on my Instagram profile, it's uh, it's 100% false advertising and brain farts, but it's at uh, the Harry Artist on uh, Gmail and Twitter. Perfect. The yeah. Harry Artist at Gmail and Twitter. Fantastic. And then uh, yeah. you're on Instagram, uh, which is where we kind of connected. Yeah. Now, uh, a couple of things. <clears throat> One, list of movies you sent over and we picked Time Cop. What is it about Time Cop that you like so much? Well, one, uh, one of my favorite, it's my f second favorite genre after, uh, after horror movies. And I think perhaps jokingly, but also uh, a little bit seriously, it's, it's the best time travel movie there is. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that provokes some people when you, uh, when it's a Van Damme movie, but it's just so damn ent entertaining and rewatchable, um, uh, yeah, yeah you, you can criticize his acting and all that, but it's it's a very entertaining movie, and uh, uh, Peter Hyams is a very good director. Um, I find it, uh, uh, you can watch it again and again. It's one of those. Now, you're also an avid and, uh, you know, uh, well, avid might be a little aggressive. I don't know, maybe not. You tell me. You're, you're quite the supporter of Nicolas Cage as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we have to talk about that <laughs> i was listening to uh one of the episodes and you used the uh, i believe you said uh uh yeah yeah he was bad he wasn't nicholas cage bad but he was bad and i just jumped out of my chair <laughs> <laughs> awesome listen so, uh, you want me to defend that <laughs> yeah no we're gonna defend that let's hit play really quick okay. on our on our players here so for those of you that don't know, folks, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I mean, late 80s, early 90s, I got introduced to him first with, uh, with Bloodsport. And oddly enough, like a teacher in middle school showed us Bloodsport. 
it was like that was our oh, wow uh, yeah it was that was our friday <laughs> movie it was like yeah. mom dad you wouldn't believe what i watch i'm like what a karate movie and they're like oh you guys pe and i was like kind of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember I, I rode my, uh, I knew what, the day it was coming out on video, and I rode my bike like, uh, well, I can't use the the metric system, you won't understand that, but like three miles or so <laughs> uh, uh, to get it, and you know, just hope it wasn't uh, rented out by the time I got there, and three miles back, and uh, like most of my memories, uh, my clearest memories, they're all uh, related to, to movies. And me and my my uh, buddy, we, we watched it like uh, twice in a row. It's just uh, it was an amazing movie at that time, you know. How oh, old are you, yeah. by the way, Jason? 48. 48? Yep. Yeah, I got you beat by one year. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though. I'm going to bring this back to Nick Cage here. Is the, um, <clears throat> is the X Careful. in the road, the way that, the way that these two... so. You know, Van Damme starts and Seagal and others start right in this, their action, you know, not necessarily the best actors, yeah. but really action and, and, and some really fun movie concepts. You know, yeah. Nicolas Cage started off really serious. I mean, he was this lauded, you know, talent that you couldn't believe when he was on screen, the way he can manipulate himself. And then all of a sudden now you're seeing like Jean-Claude tiptoeing into maybe some more serious acting. He had that, uh, that series on, I believe, Amazon, the JVCD, you know, and he's, and he's done. Some did you, did, uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, did you see it? Yes. And I liked it. I actually yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was surprisingly funny. I really liked it. Yeah. He did a really good job. And then you see Nicolas Cage most recently, maybe not most recently, but probably in the last five years, really kind of go this Cuba Gooding Jr.-esque attitude, it seems like of all, I just want to act. I just want, I like, I like the profession yeah. so much. I just don't care. But there are also a lot of action movies, some, you know, some cheeky horror films here and there. And you've got to wonder where, where in this weird world that is, you know, you can argue a simulation where we take the great Academy Award-winning talent of Nicolas Cage and go, we're reducing you to some cheap comedy or action. And Jean-Claude, we would like to laud you as a serious actor now, sir. Uh, yeah. Oh, serious. Uh, did you see the semi-documentary JCVD he did? Yes, and I like that too. Yeah, he was, he was that, that monologue he had in The Attic, I believe, it was, uh, it was excellent. Uh, he was, um, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was from the heart. It was about mm -hmm. his life and he was very good in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Nicolas Cage, he has, uh, he's appeared in, I will never call any of his movies, uh, uh, crap movies, but he has appeared in movies that are beneath his talent. And, uh, I, uh, the excuse for that in, in my mind is he had to pay off uh, a lot of tax debt, uh, yeah. But he also likes to work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing about I like about Nicolas Cage and why I call him uh, the greatest living actor is because even though he appears in these a lot of these low-grade movies, he he never ever phones it in. He's always entertaining. He always uh, brings it, no matter what the material or the script or what have you. He's he always it gives it one hundred percent. Whether it's uh, it's uh, he goes big or he's goes he goes low key he's he's mm -hmm. uh he always gives it all it's all he's all what's it called he's all it's yeah 110 percent for sure 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are, now in this in this weird world that we live in, where there's always strange things going on? Uh, yeah. Thomas, do you think we are on uh, this world where we live is a is a natural occurrence? Is there is there a greater being out there controlling things, or is this are we living in a simulation and uh, movies and 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 time travel is just it's a stroke of a mouse, not not wistful magic of science? Oh, I was hoping we would get into this. Ah. Uh... I'm not religious. I don't believe in this supernatural. I have, I have some, have one weird story from from when I was a child. But uh, mm -hmm. I just, I just say uh, it, it's just a matter of uh, I haven't been able to explain it yet. But uh, as far as uh, I think, it's more likely that we live in a simula simulation rather than there is a godlike figure. I don't know if you, you're religious uh, i don't uh, if you're religious or if anybody listening out there is religion that's fine if it makes you uh, happy and if it makes you a better person then uh, then then fine it's all good uh, i su i support it but um the thing i will try to convey this in in english which is which is not my first language obviously um when i was a kid lying in my bed at night the one thought that would drive me absolutely crazy and uh, i would have to uh, tell myself stop thinking about it it is it is uh, the following try and follow me here okay sure. put on your dunkel trussell hat <clears throat> um you take let's let's take the universe we take away earth take away the stars all the planets everything now we just have this have space we take away space we say the Big Bang before the Big Bang. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then, then uh, uh, you know, everything appeared. Absolute nothingness, if I may put it that way, cannot, in my mind, exist. You cannot have absolute nothingness. Do, do you get it? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. That drives me bonkers <laughs> just when I start thinking about it. And... Um, I was, I was trying to to once write a uh, uh, an article about it, but I, I had to stop it barely at at, at the title itself because it was so uh, pretentious. I, it was called the uh, uh, non-existence of nothingness, and I just had to barf. <laughs> I came up with that, but you know, absolute. Yeah, I have no better word for it. Nothingness cannot be, and that's 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 mind-boggling. Is, am I making sense? In, yeah, in a way? no, it's it, it's quite it's it's actually a quite fascinating approach to it, right? Because it is it's trying to put your mind in a place that that it can't go, right? Yeah. So, so to say, oh, nothingness can't exist, and you know, people yeah. easily can go, oh, that makes sense. But then if you think about it, you're like, oh wait, nothingness can't exist. And if you break it down the way you did, you're like, all right, let's just take away the planets. Now let's take away the stars. Now it's like you're getting to a point where isn't there something in the nothing, right? I mean, because there has to be. It can't be nothing. It can't be uh, a yeah, void. Yeah. Because even the void is then something. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's just just the fact that they can't, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, even in Danish, I have a hard, hard time <laughs> explaining it. Yeah. Uh, 
but but it's just just the concept of there being nothing uh mm -hmm. but that's yeah i'm not i'm not a smart guy but uh <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's super weird it's a great per thing about great perception though so we have we have yeah. a, in this in this podcast of hard left turns we have the the wonderful from ferris bueller's day off the wonderful sloan <laughs> begs the question though we may not know the uh the the exact person of reference but uh who is your food who is your first famous person crush oh. man crush or girl crush no. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, no no the first the first uh my, my childhood idol was uh and uh what well, guess still is, is uh, still on okay um because i was uh I was a depressed kid at around 10, 11. And, and I was just, I mean, we're talking really uh, <laughs> dark depression, which mm -hmm. has come and go throughout my life. And uh, when I saw, I actually saw Rocky III first, and that was a very entertaining movie. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's what, when the genre went from, from that, was, that was when Rocky went from uh, drama to action. Mm -hmm. And then I saw Rocky one and without being able to uh, put it into words, I understood that uh, movies could be more than entertainment. They could have a message and Rocky one, which is the best movie ever made. And I'll fight you if you tell me otherwise. Um, it, it, has, it has this message, message that just, just try, give it your all and uh, you will find happiness. Uh, and also, uh, it's a, the first Rocky is, is mostly a love movie. You know, it yeah. also says that uh, that's, that's one for everybody out there. Um, so it has all these messages and it got me into to fitness and it got me into, uh, well, my love of movies uh, in general was really kickstarted with, with Rocky and, you know, just not just watching them, but also how, how, how are they made and... Um, yeah, yeah, and what goes on behind the scenes and all that, you know, it's my it's my uh, f fitness and uh, and movies. They're my greatest uh, love besides my kids, you know. Fitness, I mean, fitness and movies. You know, it's um, it's it's amazing how movies inspire. You know, I was, I remember uh, speaking at this to this group of college kids on rhetorical analysis and understanding themes in uh, in American cinema and how it matches kind of parodies uh, what's going on mm -hmm. in our world. Think about when Rocky came out and the overcoming and the triumph, but still the respect uh, that you have of, of the person that you just beat wire to wire. And then you think about when it came out, right? And you think about 1776 and you think about the theme of America rising and triumphantly winning, but yet still having a respectful relationship with, with England, right? And I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, a yeah. Parallel to it. And and it, but you're also right. It was, it was a fantastic uh, and, and, a, and a very beautiful love story. You know, it's, it's interesting yeah. when you take the time to not look at a label, but instead look at the movie and see what they're really trying to do, what you can pull away from it. I mean, uh, you know, was, that was uh, that Rocky. I mean, arguably Stallone's best work till it's still to this. Yeah, day. it was. And, and the first trailers uh, uh, had had him um, presented as the next Brando. You know, if he had, if Stallone had had uh, 
uh, gotten hit by a bus right after the first one, he would have been remembered as one of the uh, uh, young uh, up and commerce, one of the greatest actors of his generation. But, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whenever he, he did Rocky, then he did a movie that that did that there wasn't a success. He did, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, Fist. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, fist and all of that. And every time a movie didn't uh, didn't uh, wasn't a success, he returned to Rocky or Rambo. Yeah. Uh, so he so kept it going, you know. As, as a film lover, here's the question for you. And, and it, what, uh, hands down, my favorite actor. But I do wonder what happened. What happened to John Cusack? I mean, mm. he was supposed to be the the next Jack. He oh, he, he next... talked about that on a podcast I heard. Well, he, he referred to it in passing that he had done a lot of partying. So I, I think uh, even though he, he, he was a, a, an avid kickboxer in his spare time and all that, he, he did a lot of uh, drinking uh, and I think a little uh, Bolivian uh, marching powder as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bolivian marching powder. I like that. We, we call it, I, I call it uh, booger sugar. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Satan's dandruff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I was uh, uh, while we're at it. I got a, I got a ADD, so I have to, uh, I have Please. to ask, ask you this uh, now uh, before it's it's gone. Uh, um, you said you were uh, doing a speech for some kids because I was wondering. I was listening to some of the, your first episodes, uh-huh. and I uh, said to myself, "This guy, he, he's a, he's a great interviewer." So I was wondering where what your background was that was uh, if you were just a natural or um why you had that uh, yeah ability oh, from well thank you for the kind words i appreciate that uh you know i um i went to college for a scholarship on speech and debate so uh you know gotta, okay gotta, gotta yeah. chat people up if you will and and uh de- debate and counterpoints and all that good stuff uh but and then I worked in PR for 25 years, kind of in brand oh, communications. Really? So I worked yeah. with a lot of great journalists. I mean, I gotta, you know, I gotta spend time and be around uh, absolutely amazing people. Uh, and I was very fortunate. Jane Wells at CNBC, Lori Siegel, who's now at 60 Minutes, it was at CNN. You know, yeah, were, that name rings a bell. Just you know, Henry Schuster, who's an executive producer at 60 Minutes. I gotta, I gotta spend time with these people. You know, and chat with him and email okay okay yeah yeah okay that explains a lot it it rubbed off on me i mean it's it's definitely their their talents their skills and being able to be in a room with them and watch them work and watch them prepare uh definitely helped me out a lot that's for sure yeah 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 excellent uh well that that explains it and i just i like to chat with people man i love sitting down my the whole concept in my brain of of, of being able to sit down with someone over uh, a, a cold beer and, you know, it's the end of a barbecue and, you know, you've, you've stuck around for a little bit longer and it's like, dude, grab a beer. Let's sit down. Let's chat. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing is how I've met all of my friends. That's how I've, you know, succeeded in life. That's how I've gone without having to do a job interview really, or really apply for any work Yeah. because of that attitude. And so it's uh, you know, it's kind of come, full circle for me i've been very very fortunate in that way and now i get to do this and hang out and you know chat with people like yeah you okay may i ask what, what what exactly do we do for for money uh i uh work as a consultant for a financial services company i help their uh, branding communications in the uh, different avenues that they uh okay that they go after yep 
Yeah, I'm allergic to no to numbers. So <laughs> hey, if you saw my math scores or somehow down to my checkbook, you'd be scratching your head wondering what I'm doing with numbers. Uh, I will be doing that either way. <laughs> so uh, yeah. It's it's a bit much. So you said uh, so you you alluded to and talked about fitness being a thing. Do you, do you take martial arts as well, or is it just more? No, I did some taekwondo uh, taekwondo when I was uh, uh, younger, okay. and uh, I I picked up some some stuff here and there when I was from ninety. 95, 97 until around uh, 2012, I did a lot of uh, uh, bouncing and I picked up stuff here and there from, from people who, who knew what they were doing. And I, let me just tell you, I had absolutely no business doing any kind of bouncing because it, was, uh, it, was, uh, it came from a place of, um, uh, well, well, I, I, let's we could get into the weeds about this, but I, I had some some issues with. Uh, I had to be, I had to be this. Uh, I had to I had to show some part of me. I, I told myself I had to be a macho guy, and uh, and I was uh, I was a uh, buff, and uh, you know, uh, so well, well, I'll have to be a bouncer, and I, I didn't know how to fight. If I had come up today and I met a white belt in jiu-jitsu, he would absolutely tie me in or not. Uh, I had like uh, I had like uh, five go-to things I could I. Could could do uh, i was very good at talking people out the door and uh uh you know uh steel tip uh, boots are always a good idea you know <laughs> so, so so if there was any problem with anybody you know nine times out of ten you just you just give them a little peck in the shins and they would uh you know go oh and then you could drag them to the ground and uh, you and your colleagues could uh, carry them out the door that was usually what happened but if i had ever Come, came across uh, somebody with a little bit of talent and skill uh, and my luck wasn't with me, I would have been destroyed. It's a, I said I wasn't religious, but I call it a miracle that I still have all my teeth and I hadn't uh, never got my, my nose broken, you know. Um, but it, it was in an ego thing. Uh, and my friends would, now when I look back at it, they only that I was a nice guy, but I had this thing in me, um, you know, I had, had to show the world that, oh, I, I, I was, you know, I was, I was tough. I wasn't, but uh, I had the appearance of being so. <laughs> why, why was that? But, uh, why, why was that important to you to, to have that aspect of toughness? Well, it, it was... It was uh, well. It's it, it has some uh, some anchors in 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 my in my my childhood. Uh, my dad was always talking about how he was. Uh, I think it was because he always talked about when he was uh, young. He was always uh, he, he went through some some hard times, and he was always tough, and he was always the one that uh, put people in their place, and blah 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 blah. And that uh, I, I think that uh, uh, yeah. That 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 put some that that uh, put some some um, yeah what sowed the seeds is that what you say sure. uh, in me to to want to emulate that, that I think um, I'm still working it out uh, I just I'm basically just uh, within within the, the last two years I'm getting my my shit together I was just uh, diagnosed two years ago go with uh, ADD and. 
got on on medication uh, then. Uh, so before before that, it was uh, you know, when I was young, I could sit down and I could read for hours. Then I, I can't do that now. I think it started with uh, the smartphone when that came out. You know, you had access to everything all the time, uh, and I also uh, and um, that uh, combined with I have. Uh, well, this is a fun podcast. I have a, an addictive uh, personality mm-hmm. uh, in regards to uh, because I I don't um, my brain doesn't produce um, what's it called serotonin? dopamine I dopamine? think okay serotonin yeah 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 and um, so so I would I would have to unknowingly unbeknownst to me I would have to get that uh, stimulation th- uh, through. Uh, whatever uh, you know uh, it would it could be buying things online not I, I did that you know not from 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 china some cheap shit i didn't i didn't break the bank or anything and it wasn't because the gratification didn't come from receiving the item but the gratification came from going click i'm rewarding myself click mm-hmm. and uh you know i've i've abused uh uh, uh hash to to numb myself you know there was a lot of self self-loathing as well going on and uh i don't know how we got into this <laughs> but uh but yeah that's been on and off for for uh, i was a high functioning uh addict uh, uh depressed guy for 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 many years i was a good dad i always had a nice feedback on my on my work effort um all that, but uh, but uh, it was always always a struggle to uh, put that mask on uh, that I'm that I'm happy and uh, I wasn't a complete uh, meltdown in front of front of my kids and all, and all that. Um, but uh, I, I'm in, in, thankfully I got into I had a major meltdown. Uh, uh, I'll just keep it at that. Prior to to getting uh, my diagnosis and my medication, and thank God I got into that. You know. Um, because I, I was having this conversation with myself for years on a daily basis. I had very solid, to me back then, sound arguments for why. Uh, well, I should, if I, it wasn't for my kids, I should, I should just uh, leave this uh, this reality. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and it, it was completely bonkers to me now. It's it's amazing the power. Oh, of- Van Dam. Yeah, Van Dam, right? <laughs> Van Dam. It, no, but it, it really is. It's amazing the uh, the power that, that children have. I have a daughter, you know, uh, and uh, I uh, you know I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I have a highly addictive personality, and you know I find things and I I I don't walk after him. I don't run after him. I mean, I'm running a forty yard dash and a thirty yard gym, and the lights are off. I mean, I am I'm going after it, right? <laughs> I'm hitting that wall. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, uh, like yourself, attention deficit, you know, and and focus, and 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 I would get good marks from people. They'd be like, oh, you know, Jason's really good. But then I'd have other friends that really know me. They really know me. Yeah. And, and I like my buddy Elijah. I mean, we've done several business deals together, and he will hence He's like, oh, he's the wizard. He's also crazy, and uh, if you catch him on the wrong day, you know what? You're probably going to get an earful. Yeah. You got to let him be him, and he's going to have his idea, and you're going to think it's crazy, and you're going to tell him no, and he's just going to walk away. He's not going to debate. 
with you. No. And you're going to think he's an arrogant, rude asshole, and he's not. He just, if you follow his vision, trust me, it's going to work. Yeah. But he was my negotiator. He, people had come to his company, the experience firm, and they go, we want to do a unique experience no one's ever done before. And he'd go, what's your industry and what's your thought process and what's your budget? And then he would sit down with me and go, here you go. And I go, there we go. And he'd go back and they go, man, that seems really aggressive. And, you know, poor Elijah, he's stuck in the middle. He's got crazy business partner, me. And then he's got these clients that yeah. want to give us money. And like, but can yeah. we just do a flyer? And he's like, you guys can do a flyer, but then you don't work with Jason. You don't work with us. You don't do these things because we don't live in that world. Right. We don't, we don't live in the, this seems basic. This seems easy. We live in a completely different world. But that said, I mean, my, my brokenness in it, I mean, dude, I, greatest thing I ever heard is uh, someone, uh, I heard someone talking and they said, uh, your kid, right? Your relationship with your kid is one of the few relationships they have that they didn't choose. So you need to ask yeah. your kid if, how you're doing, if you're doing good, bad, like you gotta have these conversations knowing that you're probably not gonna get an A plus on your report card. Maybe you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Knows? I remember sitting down with my daughter and just, I sit down with her once a month and I ask her how I'm doing. What can I do to be better? And oh. almost a year ago, she told me, she goes, you know, I just don't like it when you yell. I just don't. Uh, yeah. And it broke my heart. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, All right. I had, I had that conversation. You know, and months later, months later, we were talking and she goes, hey, dad, you know what? You haven't really yelled in like three months and I'm so proud of you. I'm just like, I'm going to be in the bathroom crying my eyes out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm get out of here real quick, you know. <laughs> how, how old is your daughter? Seven. Okay. Yeah, mine, uh, my kids are had them uh, late like you, I guess. Uh, uh, my oldest son, Mess, is uh, eight, coming up on nine, and my youngest, uh, Manus, or as you would say, Magnus, is... Uh, three coming up on four here soon wow yeah it's both uh, both boys yeah yeah how's how's that as a challenge you know um knowing who you are as a person when you see parts of you coming out oh yeah well <laughs> here's, the here's the thing i'm gonna bring every Buddy down here with this. No, let's get, let's I'll uh, get to the pandemic in a second. Before, my, before my, you say sorry. that, before you say that, real quick, this is the part that everyone likes. This is where people learn, right? This is uh, where okay. people don't feel alone. This is where people who struggle, whether their parents are just single and they yell at their dog and they don't know why, right? This is where yeah, yeah. this is where they learn, and this is where honestly you learn from movies. This is the whole point of this: is that yeah, there's a fun movie on in the background, and you can bridge both serious and fun conversations at the same time. We can we can do both and have both in, in a couple hours and really enjoy ourselves. Yeah. More importantly, people can listen and really take something away that includes the power of laughter, but also includes the power of wisdom and insight, right? And, and making sure that yeah. they don't make the mistakes where they think they're being wise, but they're not. And I'll close with this analogy and let you talk here, you know? No, 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 it's fine. You know, uh, being smart is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could you, could, yeah, could you repeat the last uh, part? Sure. Would, so being out? smart, being smart is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Tomatoes <laughs> fruit. It's, it's smart. It's good to know. Wisdom is not putting that fruit in the in the fruit salad. 
right? <laughs> you know? ah, <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. <laughs> and so people come to this podcast for those two things. They come to, you know, be like, yeah, that is smart. And they're like, oh, and there's the wisdom behind it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So well, to your story now. So insight, seeing our kids and seeing some of the things that maybe we don't like about ourselves, starting to be part of them. How do you handle that? Yeah, that, that's that's because with all this uh, shit I had going on with myself, there was some some anger issues that sometimes I I, w I wouldn't be yelling at them, but I would some situation would make me go off, and you know it rubs on off on on especially uh, uh, the older one, and um, I, I had to I had to. Uh, I had to learn that and I had to deal with it. And, uh, and of course uh, the therapy and, and, and my medication has helped tremendously with, with that. I'm not out of the woods yet. My, 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 uh, focus is slowly coming back. My ability to concentrate is slowly coming back. My, uh, my, um, inspiration to do something creative is coming back. The thing that what I do on, on Instagram is, is just, <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's just for fun, you know. I, uh, it's 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 not that uh, big a deal. Uh, but what I was about to say was um, what I can see in my kids, and I, I wonder about. Both of them have, uh, I, I jokingly say they they dabble in in autism. <laughs> They've got uh, their white belts at autism. That's a long way to go to 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 the to getting the black belt, uh, and hopefully they will both be. Uh, functioning of uh, adults uh, either they'll be completely normal or they'll be uh, as close to yeah well what is normal as close to 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 having a, a, a normal life um as possible my uh, my better half uh Sana, she is uh, she's uh, she worked she has worked with autistic kids even before we had ours so she she knew right away and she's the absolute best mother th those two kids could uh, could wish for uh as far as uh what how to how to uh raise them and how what uh, the tools they have to get and uh and and so forth uh where was i going with this uh no but in regards to to raising kids and this is something my my best friend taught me <clears throat> when you screw up go off get mad at something uh, road rage whatever they hear you yell uh or or if you you go off on, on them you and you're in the wrong uh some parents don't don't buy into this but it's i think it's it's very true that what my friend told me you have to be able to apologize to your kids uh even if they're five years old or four or seven eight or what what have you it's important for them to hear you say uh, you were in the wrong you're sorry and uh, daddy won't do it again um uh, that, that, that hit home with me when, when when he told me that you know you you just can't just be be the uh, uh the dad who's always uh, right and uh never uh, never apologizes you, you have to be a human being even with them you know yeah that's so true that's so true yeah and i, and I love it because I've, I've had those conversations and they suck you know but yeah I guess you know what, folks. Being an adult can suck. However, 
yeah. there's yeah. something. It's hard to adult. <laughs> it is. It's really hard to adult. But I will say, like I was, I mean, recently, and I was like, man, kiddo, I'm sorry. Dad messed up. You know what? I'm getting frustrated. I'm sorry. I'm getting annoyed. You know, yeah. I'm going to, I can just go down a rat tail. I don't want to, right? I apologize. I'm really sorry. Mm. She runs up, gives you this huge hug. She goes, dad, I, I get frustrated too. It's going to be okay. But, you know, you get this relationship where, I mean, I was raised by people that thought vulnerability was a weakness that, you know, your kids were going to exploit that vulnerability and, you know, I don't know, take you down or who knows. Yeah. Whereas my kid sees a vulnerability and, and she goes, oh yeah, but you're working on that. And look, I can see as you've grown as a person and, yeah. you know, it's, it's about the preface around it to, to your point that your friend made, you know, there, there's a reason you apologize and it's to set a standard, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. my kid knows yeah. two things matter. Manners matter and listening matters. Those things matter. Yeah. You know? The language thing, yeah, I curse a little too much. Yes, she gets in trouble because sometimes she mimics what I say. And <laughs> then I go down a rabbit yeah. hole of etymology and words, and I take our poor principal, whoever, and get them into a... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they get lost in, in, in whatever was going to happen or not happen. But you have to. I mean, I love that. That is, that is beautiful, beautiful advice and, and words of wisdom of, of being able to sit back and... And also just understand humility. I mean, if you want a gracious, humble kid and, you know, you want them to have a positive impact on the world, hey, show them what that looks yeah. like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't ask, uh, answer your question correctly. You asked me uh, if I saw something of myself in them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't help wonder if my condition in some way, well, we created their... Um, yeah, that there, however slight it may be, yeah, that their their conflict with the with autism. Um, you know, we know we, nobody. Autism is is many things. It's it, it can be uh, severely uh, severely disabilitating, or it can be something. You know, something you you never find out you have. It could just be a personality trait. Uh, it's many things, and, and and nobody knows how it it starts and and exactly what it is. But uh, uh, I think I like to, I've always liked to blame myself for everything. You know, nine eleven. It was my, somehow it was my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I I, I I can't help wondering if it's from my DNA that they ha they have what what they have. You know, yeah, you know, I mean, but then I would also then let's let's flip the script and think about the things that, you know, uh, you're proud of yourself and what you do and what you've been able to accomplish and achieve and grow and then look and go, all right, where do you see that in your kids? Because if you're going to take the lumps, you know, you got to take the wins as well. And, yeah. You know, it's like I look at my daughter and, you know, there are some things that she does and I'm like, oh, man, that is my personality. And be more like your mom. Like your mom's just better than me. Be more like her. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Join the club. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Get, you know, yeah. get get with that kid. So that's one, but then two, it's also she is because she's been coming to business meetings with me since she was like 3 months old. She can sit in a room with adults. I mean, like we just went to Montana to uh to so she could hang out with her great-grandmother. 
nine, almost 94. It's just, you know, it's getting to that oh, time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, but we're hanging out at my buddy's house. He's got some kids and I wanted her to get some energy out and play. And all of a sudden I look over and his three boys are playing together. And then my daughter is sitting down having an adult conversation with their nanny, just about life and, and how was your day? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it weird that these boys yeah. can be so loud sometimes? And like, you're seven. You know, what are you doing <laughs> sitting down? <laughs> yeah, yeah talking wages you know is are you on you know are you, are you for the 15 minimum wage i mean i'm for it for you right it's just it's like hey kid what are you doing how old are they <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's seven okay. and it's crazy so i look at that and then i go well you know i mean you take okay that back. those are some smart kids if they have that conversation at, at seven yeah but she's you know she is she gets after life that way. And, you know, I am, uh, and so I, I got to weigh those two things out. Whereas I still need to always grow and be better and show her that we can overcome things. Yeah. But then also I look at the positives, uh, positive personality traits, the two that I have, and you know, those get infiltrated in her and those are, yeah. those are good as well. You know, you gotta, you gotta weigh them out in both ways so that you, you don't go completely, uh, uh you know, uh, fatty and mad at yourself and saying you've caused everything because yeah we probably have but we've also caused some yeah well, well yeah well it, it's, it's our job as parents to just my philosophy uh is just when i leave this earth uh, they they have to miss me that's that's my that's my mission you know yep. what i do between here and and, and then is is to do as good a, a job as to make them go uh oh we miss we miss the guy and not uh thank god he's Dead, you know. <laughs> it's the, I don't, it sums it up. You just be, yeah. But do do the things that were um, missing in in uh, you thought were missing in your childhood. Bring that into how you raise your kids. For, for instance, um, my parents. Uh, I had some I had some issues when I was late teens, early twenties with my parents. Because uh, I realized they never uh, say, uh, used the words uh, "I love you" or "I'm proud of you," and I was just ah, well, that's bad parenting, and fuck them. And uh, sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. I knew they care for me, but why didn't they ever uh, say that? Then it dawned on me later uh, they never heard that <laughs> in their upbringing. You know, yeah. uh, they, they went through some some different and much harder times, and and. It was just part, it was part of the vocabulary when uh, when they grew up. My my dad used to get beat up severely by his mom, you know. And uh, his his earliest childhood memory from from when he was around four or five was uh, Nazi soldiers. <laughs> he used Whoa. to ride around in uh, in his uh, his his, uh, his dad was a truck driver delivering flour to um, from the countryside. Drove into Copenhagen. And dropped it off, and he was he was his uh, f from three four years old. He was he would always drive with him, uh, and his his earliest childhood memory is, is Nazi soldiers, you know. Goodness. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and my my mother uh, grew up on a farm with uh, you know five other siblings, and it was it was hard times, you know. Sure. Yeah. What is that, you know, I mean, it's, it, that's, it's, what is that like historically? 
you know, when you when you've had that much history in your backyard, how does you know when you see the world changing and and all this stuff happening and elections and everything else, how seriously or not seriously do you take certain things because of the historical perspective that you, quite honestly you just see that because of you know where you're from and where you live. Um. Could you rephrase that? I'm not sure if I follow sure. you. Sure. How much does how much does the the history of where you're from and all the and all the the things that you your ancestors have seen that you've heard through stories, right? That you've seen. How much does that impact how you see the world? Well, <clears throat> the way I see the world. What is that influenced by? I think uh, my, my current perception of the world is very much uh, a, a product of, of, of what we've seen in the media, especially from the States <laughs> the last four years, you know? Uh, I suddenly found out, uh, I suddenly found out I live in a uh, communist socialist uh, country, apparently. I didn't, I never knew that, but uh, apparently we, we are, uh, according to, to the last guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I have, I, I am a wannabe optimist, mm -hmm. but I can't help wondering if, it, if it's too late to turn the ship around for, for mankind. Um, I, I often uh, think that our only hope is, uh, I know Elon Musk is against it, but is we somehow we reach a point where we get artificial intelligence and not just do a, the various um, kinds of math for us to create products, but to somehow get I'm talking out of my ass here. Somehow get artificial intelligence to invent things for us, so as to propel our our technology and our medicine and our you know space travel, what have you, to make leaps and bounds uh, in our progress in in those areas, so we can uh, turn uh, the climate change around and uh, and all that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, when I when I when I'm really at my darkest moments, I, that's that's what I think uh, because there's been so much damage done by everybody in the name of uh, profit, and uh, profit is king, you know. And uh, many uh, uh, what's it called? Governments are behind the scenes influenced by uh, big corp. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, no, I 100% I, I agree. I mean, I think that there is, um, you know, the, the mistakes that have made, there's a, there's a Grand Canyon difference between our hearts and our wallets. And we just don't, you know, I, I wish we cared more, but mm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's, I was, you know, I, I make this analogy uh, a lot when I tell people, you know, they're like, oh, I'm so happy electric cars, we're going to clean up the environment. Like it, it sounds good. Like the principle is good. Yeah. But the battery, the the technology to that what makes the battery work and the components that make the electric car work. Where do we get those? We get those from the earth. Well, how do we get those? Well, sadly, they're in a lot of third world countries, right? Those yeah. elusive minerals are. 
And in those elusive minerals being there, how are they coming out of the ground? Well, they're not getting 15 bucks an hour, I can tell you that, right? They're, they're, they're slave no. wages and, and arguably slaves. And so is it okay to theoretically have better cleaning air, breathing air, as long as the, um, the electricity isn't being created from coal? And is it okay to have all these other pieces? Is all of that okay? Is because it's gonna be cleaner air than for those slaves to, to breathe. You know, yeah. so, like there's, no one wants to come up with a real solution because what we've really figured out is, is that inflation has gone one way, progress has gone the same way, and our ability to pay and actually keep people on par with what's happening on planet earth has not and you know what to fix that or to get into that that takes money and time and it takes a, it takes something that no one likes to talk about which is education and who wants to invest in education exactly so education I mean, is is key all of these all of these things zoom that we're doing right now watch the movie at the same time phones going off being able to 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 instantly connect with someone anywhere on planet earth and talk about anything we want to education puts humility and perspective that allows you to know what you're talking about when you're talking out of your ass when you're just having a fun guy conversation or just a fun you know hey we're sitting around with a bunch of friends drinking some wine bullshit in conversation versus a serious one at the office you get yeah. to understand and know the difference. And you also understand and know the difference of what work to put in and how to put that work in. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, you can go VR, AR all day long and you could do Mike Tyson's punch out or if, you know, Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme makes a comeback and all of a sudden you could do a, you know, a martial arts uh, against him and you fight, fight him in all of his favorite movies, right? You could do that. Guess what? When you leave that area, you're no longer a fighter. Right, you're just the same person you were. Yeah, prior. yeah, yeah, yeah. And education reminds you of that. No education makes you think that the worlds are the same or symbiotic, right? That they just flow together. It's no big deal, and it's just not the case, you know. But we don't, we don't want to put forth that effort. And I say we, because we have more access to more information than we've ever had before, but we don't know how to discern it or break it down because of, of once again, a, a lack of education, right? So. It, it makes it tough. And do you really want to take that on the chin? You know, who does? Yeah. I mean, Elon yeah. kind of does, but, you know, uneducated, dumb people with money or the ability just to whimsically ask for things makes life a lot easier. Yeah. If you're a ruling party. It just does. Yeah. I, uh, I think if all nations uh, had the uh, philosophy of going, okay, us, uh, our our country, we're gonna have the best education system uh, possible. We're gonna strive to have the best education system in the world. If all nations did that, uh, we would uh, have a much brighter future uh, just by trying. You know, uh, no matter who, uh, no matter who, who was number one for that matter. Um, mm -hmm. But. We see it in the States, we see it in, in Denmark, we see it everywhere. As soon as the government have to make cutbacks, it's always on the uh, education system. And it's it's so sad. <laughs> it should be where, uh, it should be a priority to just have the uh, the education level as high as, as possible, you know, uh, no expenses spared. But, um, I, I just don't and, and teachers, 
teachers should be paid more and should be better educated. Luckily, in Denmark, we have a we have a high standard uh, for for our educators. Uh, so, so that's a good thing. I don't know exactly what the standard is in the states. Yeah, it's not it's not that high in the states. You know, it's it's funny because we obviously I think both countries live off a of means of taxation, if you will, right? You gotta you get yeah. taxes from people to make money. Well. People with a higher education, a better education, make better decisions and are financially more secure and, and have better paying jobs. So you would yeah. think in a system based off of, I'm going to tax you on the money that you make, you would think they'd be like, how can we make these people smarter so they can make more money? So in the world of being smarter and making more money, we can get more money from them. That's a very good point. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Some smart person, take what I said, make it smaller, make it t-shirt worthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get on it. So hold on, yeah. hard left, hard left turn here. Uh, in the, you know, this is here in the United States. We got March Madness. Uh, the NBA playoffs are coming in soon. We've got all this stuff going on. Oh no! Don't talk to me about sports, please. Oh, no, okay, yeah, on. ask me. <laughs> in, the, in, the, so, in the world of brackets. Right. Let's we're, let's yeah. go now. Let's just do four. All right. We've got our boy Jean Claude. We've got Chuck Norris. We've got Steven Seagal, and we have Bruce Lee. All right. We've got those four paired up, and we'll put Chuck and Steven Seagal, and we'll put Jean Claude and Bruce Lee. They're gonna fight, and then whoever wins between those two groups right they're gonna fight and we got a winner yeah so chuck norris fight, yes <laughs> who's, who's your number one martial who's your number one you know tv or whatever or, or from the dojo to the big screen who's your number one? Oh, be uh, also uh, that's based on what my older brothers uh, first uh, showed me on video that was chuck norris mm -hmm. and he would also he, he, he says otherwise in interviews he says that uh, bruce lee would probably beat him but but no he was uh, those who fought against him those who witnessed him fight back when he was a world champion he was uh, he was from one fight to the next it was he was unpredictable it was something new he brought to to uh, the squared circle or whatever they they fought in he was uh, he was uh he was a wild man mm -hmm. when, when he was at his peak and when he was winning what six years in a row he was world champion yeah he would beat all of those all of those guys it would be bruce lee as well i'm sorry to say for the, i'm bruce lee bruce lee fan he has he's great he's got great philosophies um good guy chuck norris would he would kick his ass I think I think you bring up a good point there, right? He had great ideas, great philosophies. A philosopher does not necessarily make a great fighter. No, and he he had great presence. You know, he was yep. cool to look at, and I love his movies. Uh, Chuck Norris, uh, maybe not the same presence, or definitely not. But in a real life fight, he would beat all of them. Yeah, no, I you know, hundred percent, I agree with you. I think that is a. You see, you watch what Chuck Norris did, and you know nothing against Steven Seagal or or that martial art of Aikido, I believe is what it is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen that style win in a in a fight. A fight. fight. No, you you don't see any uh, any any uh, uh, anything on YouTube caught on 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 tape with the Aikido style. <laughs> you know that, 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 that there are some there are some some of the strikes and some of the blows and and, and techniques if 
if you if you got that down you know they could work in some situations but overall i think i think it's uh, all the experts um would say uh, it's it's far from number one you know oh, i'm sure. pissing some people off right now listening uh if they can get pissed off it's fine yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey folks it's it's called an opinion it's fine um, yeah 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 uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm with you. I've just never seen it done. Uh, so another question for you here uh, on the random. You know, when you're when you're thinking about futuristic things that can happen, right? What what is more upsetting to you? Is it time travel or flying cars? Upsetting. Yeah, like like the annoyance. Back well, here. you. Uh... <laughs> In regards to time travel, uh, once again, we're just bullshitting. This is just yes. brain farts. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be interesting uh, to to think of whatever we that, that that that's that's been witnessed by people of uh, unidentified unidentified flying uh, objects? This is a fun thought. Maybe they are. They're us from the future. They are documentarians. If you want to go get really bleak, mm-hmm. perhaps they want to they want to document uh, something disastrous. That that's why they're popping up here and there. Um, I, 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 again, that's it's nothing. I believe it's just a fun thought uh, that that they're us from another time coming back to you know snap a pic and uh, and uh recorded for um what what they only had in in, in writing perhaps uh now they 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 want to document it but it, it is extremely weird you know and it, it, uh, the governments are coming out now and 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 uh, admitting that uh, yeah they they exist and we don't know what it is it's it's very 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 strange where where are you on that do you believe in ufos I believe in the possibility of UFOs because uh, even though I said earlier I was uh, I was allergic to numbers, statistically speaking, it's a mathematical impossibility uh, for life to not uh, exist on other planets. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where you stand on that, but we're, we're, well, it's well. We just found new new life on on the space station, but it microbial, you know. <laughs> they yeah. just the other, the other day that, that, that. But it's it's entirely not uh, out of the question that there are civilizations out there that are a million years ahead of us. Um, just uh, and if we, like I said earlier, if we get artificial intelligence uh, to the point where they can invent things on our behalf then we could uh we we could uh, we could be there we would get that kind of technology perhaps within the next i don't know i'm just pulling it out of my ass uh, next hundred years you know who knows it would be it'd be interesting i mean like there's there's always there's a there's the selfish part of me that goes man whoo i want time travel right and i want aliens because one, what, what can you learn, A, and then B, what can you, like, go back and, and change if you had changed anything? 
right? Or, or who knows what that would be? Oh, yeah, that's that's the age old question. Right. Do you go back and change something? And then what does it do to you and your life and where you sit today? I mean, I don't you know, I'm wondering because there's not a time travel movie that's really done that. Right. So as an example, let's say we're sitting here and we've just, you know, this is our set. This is our movie. We've discovered time travel. We're like, we're going to go travel back uh, 20 years when you know you could get a hundred bitcoins for a dollar yeah right and we're gonna take five thousand dollars each right so we're gonna have fifty thousand bitcoins uh, math's right right fifty no well five hundred thousand bitcoins right we're yeah gonna, i'm i'm up for it yeah we're gonna be worth we'll be the two richest men on planet earth when we come back right yeah but no one ever addresses the changes like do we still have the same kids yeah, it's the yeah. butterfly effect. You know, it, it, do we do we still have the same wives? Do we still have the same, you know, you because do you still want the same social friends? I mean, it kinda, right? I'd like it. But if you if you made all this money, or then or do you hide it from yourself and then go back to where you were and then cash it out so that your life never knew of this change? You know, yeah, or, may, or, or perhaps um come back and nothing has changed because that reality you created by going back and doing so it split off uh, in another direction you know um this has been discussed yeah you listen to joe rock and i can understand this as, as well as i do uh and it, it could be an, an infinite uh, amount of realities uh, and you could just be creating an offshoot in another direction by going back and buying these bitcoins and you go back to yeah. Could you imagine you're just trying to change your future to get rich and everything yeah. you do splinters off a new reality and that person gets rich? That version of you yep. is just like you've got you yeah. got a and you got nothing and you're still like you got a time machine but you got no money. <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah. scratching it's like being so close to the answer but not figuring it out, right? And you're just like you're watching your kid yeah. like it's two yeah. plus two and they're like I don't understand. And you're like, okay, yeah. where are we at? That okay. Crazy. Okay. Let, let me ask you some, something, something else. Now uh, I get it. You're, you're as weird as me. So um, uh, for a long time, I used to um, think that our only hope was to uh, invent uh, an, uh, an IQ booster. Okay. And, and and that would that would the only uh, way to save mankind in our future. But then uh, after spouting that nonsense for many years, suddenly it dawned on me: what if, let's say, we all get a minimum IQ of three, four, five hundred? What if that doesn't eliminate uh, religious? Uh, 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 you know, craziness, and what if it doesn't I I eliminate uh, mental illness? Uh, <laughs> then we would have super geniuses uh, who could uh, who could build a nuclear bomb out of uh, what they get at the local depot. You know, mm -hmm. um, do you think a, a a much higher IQ for everybody would be a dangerous dangerous thing or a good thing? You know, I'm going to say dangerous only because in your explanation, you put in the religious caveat, you know, and when you look at uh, the impact that intelligence uh, has with religion, it's not 
positive, right? Religion thrives off of people not being very intelligent, not asking the right questions. And, but it also thrives when its leadership does ask the right questions and is smart and the people around it aren't, right? So you start mm. getting these higher IQs. It's, you know, well, they're still gonna have the highest IQs running the cults, running the, you know, wearing the, the funny hat and driving the Pope mobile and all that jazz. You're still gonna have that person up there. So to be really smart and hold those convictions is um, also means that the, the religious fervent side of things, that violent side that you have to my way or the highway, uh, those, those people are gonna be more and more dangerous. You know, I don't, I don't think you can have both sadly. I think, you, I, you know, I wish you could, but, and as a person who grew up in the church, I can tell you uh, from personal experience, and I just had my, my friend, uh, Dr. Joy, uh, Joy Quails on, who's a professor and is, is a, you know, she's written books on women in the Bible. And she's, she, listen, she studies the Bible. She loves the Bible. We went to Bible mm. college together. I can tell you, generally speaking, intelligence and, and religion don't go good together. And usually, you know, it's the one intelligent person that really doesn't believe it likes to manipulate the whole scenario. And I didn't answer that question quite correctly, but I just, man, I would love to see everyone be smarter, but I don't, it doesn't get us out of a jam. Emotional intelligence gets, gets us out of a jam. Understanding gets us out of a jam. Uh, empathy gets us out of a jam. Insight into what makes people tick or, um, or having the compassion or the patience to understand why you're important or why you're, you know, or, or why you react certain ways and, and how to change those things, right? Finding out the whys, not the ifs, but the whys, because you are important. So why are you important? Let's find out the whys. Those are the things that are going to get us out of a jam. And sadly, religion doesn't offer that and intelligence doesn't offer that, right? Those, because religion wants faith, which is finite to, to what? to not asking questions and just believing. And intelligence wants the opposite of that, which is proof and prove it over and over and over again, right? And chase that, chase that ball, chase that marker. And I don't know that you can get both. I just don't, I don't believe you can because, you know, I mean, just like I heard this very smart person say, you know, uh, don't necessarily be scared of Russia and China because they don't have a religion, they don't have a faith that kind of drives them and pushes them, right? And name the last cool thing, quite honestly, that wasn't stolen or borrowed that, uh, that China or Russia have made. Like what's, what's the great Chinese, what's the great Russian computer company or great car company or great clothing company? Yeah, It's not there, you know, but he goes, he goes, the groups you want to fear are the ones that have religion behind them because that's, those are the people that have the passion. Yeah, so that where where government fails, there that you know that that little spur rises right up, and then and then we're down to two kind of right, Muslims and Christianity, and neither one of them have a very clean track record in traveling this oh, earth, no. leaving it better than how they found it. Yeah, yeah, that's very well, well put. Uh, you're a smart guy. Oh, it's very kind. Thank you. You know, every once in a while we get a we get a little run. <laughs> <laughs> get it, get it, get a little, get a little, uh, get a little zip.
so you know you it, it's interesting um and i want to talk about your art that you do on instagram real quick because i'm always fascinated by especially by things that i just one i can't even wrap my head around how it gets done or why it gets done but what what inspired you to start your instagram channel and to kind of create these fun things with uh celebrities and comics and people what what inspired that well and what did it do for you as a person well it's 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 uh, my uh well one of the things that um gives me uh uh uh, stimulates the the chemicals uh, chemicals in my brain that I need to stimulate is creative output, be it writing, be it these dumb things on Instagram, or be it uh, I um, my side hustle currently is doing uh, small time uh, advertising for you know uh, uh, carpenters, so people that work with their hands, uh, masons. Uh, 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 bricklayers or whatever you call it and uh, uh, you know small time because i i have i have an in and uh through my neighbor into that industry so that that's that's my side hustle that i hope to grow to 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 something else so my instagram is that i you that what you see there is something uh, oh uh, that that's i rehearse something i use in in real life uh and I, I just channel into something that I think is funny or interesting and, and put it on Instagram. Uh, which which brings me back to why on earth did you ask me? You must be hard pressed for guests since you asked me to come on. <laughs> because if, if I have a successful uh, a post, it gets like, well, I, sometimes I get it's a few hundred, but uh, usually it's around zero to 50 or something. <laughs> uh, and, and, I, and, I, and, and I channel it against... Uh, I usually uh, uh, aim at uh, make something uh, with comedians because uh, they're another source of you know joy for me. You know, I, I love comedy. I love stand up, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they're also the most responsive. Uh, usually, you know, you can't get The Rock to respond to anything uh, or Stallone, <laughs> but you can get uh, a Dana Gould or uh, uh, um, uh, fight and the kid, uh, yeah. uh, someone like that. You get them to respond. They've 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 been very res responsive through the years to some of the stuff uh, I made. Uh, it doesn't necessarily translate into to followers or, or likes. I've had. I remember one of the first things uh, I tweeted at Brendan Sharp once. Something I did. I did a face swap between him and Brian Callen, uh, uh, where they were promoting something, a uh, black and white, and it got like. I could tell fifteen thousand likes on his Twitter or something, and he, uh, I have I got zero followers out of that, <laughs> you know, and, and that has been the case. I, I've 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 had uh, I've had um, things uh, reposted and I've been mentioned uh, here and there, but but uh, you know, I haven't trended so to speak myself. But it's fun. It, it's it's a fun thing for me to do, uh, and when I. When I get my my brain right again, I'm gonna uh, have some, I have some scripts uh, I wanna I wanna finish and and have some book ideas and uh, luckily I have some some connections in 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 the biz as you call it. So when I have finally have something, uh, probably a, a script first, I have something I can show it to that have connections. Uh, the sad thing is. 
I've had, I, I, I've self-sabotaged, as you might uh, have gathered throughout my whole life. I've had several rocky moments. You know, Apollo Creed have come calling in my life several times and asking me to, to fight for the heavyweight title. And each time I've managed to, to fuck it up um, uh, subconsciously on, uh, uh, on purpose because mm-hmm. I, 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 was, I wasn't, my therapist says, I wasn't allowed. Uh, I wouldn't allow myself to be successful or feel joy. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've had some opportunities to direct uh, music videos for some rather big names and 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 other things like that. To, long story short, and I always uh, trip myself up um, to to get out of it. Uh, but now I'm 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 getting my shit together. I'm I'm gonna stick to my guns and um yeah what where, 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 where did we come from <laughs> what was your question <laughs> no, you, you, you asked me you were like hey why, why did you uh you know want to get me on the show yeah 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 yeah. you know uh so one i like i like interesting people too i like uh seeing people and and uh and and witnessing their craft and trying to understand it a little bit especially when it's something that i just i can't wrap my head around no no not, <laughs> not in that area of talent that's not that's not where we succeed in and then three, it's reaching out and wanting to do that because of you know the, uh, the, the the simple fact of my brain works and I go wow I really like that art that's very cool you know what someone that can take the time to do this can take the time to have a conversation hopefully they'll just they'll, they'll you know it's I, I I'm always I'm I'm aware of two things one. Either you get the concept of this podcast or you don't. Like I've had people on before and they're like at the end, they're like, hey, we talked a lot about me and just kind of life. I was like, yeah. They're like, well, you know, this movie X, Y, and Z is my favorite. I wish we would have talked about it more. I was like, oh, you should have interrupted me. I'm like, I don't know. Well, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just a talker. Who knows? So there's one part of it's like, hey, just let's have a fun conversation. But then, you know, it's also this idea of... I'm going to learn something. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to create a, a connection of some kind. And with, with those two things, man, I've won, right? I've, I've met someone new and I've learned a couple of new things. And two, I've just, I've created this, this, uh, this connection that I didn't have before. That's yeah. And, oh, and, we, we and have a lot of, a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things I love. You know, it's funny, you bring up Brendan Schaub and Brian Callen. Uh, so I'd reached out to them to do some stuff with them here in Austin. We got very close to it, a sponsor backed out. We, we ended up not being able to do it, but they are very nice, receptive men. And it, it really comes down to, I think a lot to the, you know, when you talk about rock and rollers, think about this, stand-up comics, no matter how big they get, you can be Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. You're still walking out. You're still walking onto a stage and people are 10 or 15 feet away from you. And sometimes there's 200 and sometimes there's 20,000, right? But that's just how it is. Yeah. A rock and roller, you know, a Demi Lovato, a Miley Cyrus, uh, whomever. Tell me the last time they were in a place of, you know, 200 people or 50 people to do, to work on their latest song. Yeah. Right? I mean, they just they don't Never. live in that <laughs> world. Never. They don't live in that world. And so the idea, the fact that, that those guys still do, that as big and as popular as they are, as many people listen to their voice over their podcast and then go see them at live comedy shows and everything else, they still have figured out a ways to stay in touch. And I would say, you know, as, 
tangentially here, but people wrap your head around this. The music industry has failed and in their failing, comedy has risen. And one of those reasons I personally believe is access. That I can yeah. just reach out and talk to people, you know, whether it's, and it's different to famous chefs and, uh, and actors and MMA fighters and, and comics. So easy to get in touch with. So easy. Musicians, layers of publicists. You know, what are you going to talk about? No, it's yeah. this. And what, you know, it's yeah. like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Talk, man. Yeah. You know, just talk. So it's interesting, but I, I agree with you. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Those, the comics and, and their responsiveness uh, to things is is pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, the yeah. fighter and the kid, Shab's one of those guys that I've heard from multiple people that actually know him, that he is just genuinely a really, really nice human being. Yeah, and I'm I'm a big fan of, uh, yeah, uh, of of course, fighting the kid and 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 I think just Brian Callen is hilarious. So that's also <laughs> why I, I supported. Uh, I tried to do some stuff for for the new Big and Hungry podcast, and they have, they have, uh, they have used uh, two or three of the things uh, so far. Uh, so that so that's fun, and I think he was unfairly treated uh, as far as his. Uh, cancellation uh and and he has proved uh through some emails uh the woman uh, had sent him that that he it was indeed bullshit you know um yep. i don't think he's out of the woods yet that's my dog barking i don't know if you can hear it yeah. um but but that that's that, that, that was very unfair and and people jump on the bandwagon and and um you know amy schumer was uh, was right there <laughs> Not directly accusing him, but she supported the accuser without there being any any proof of anything other than uh, what someone said happened twenty years ago. Yeah, uh, and it's it's disgusting. And and let's be honest, for everyone listening, not just you and I sitting here, everyone listening. Do you want anyone? Do you want Time Cop to go back twenty years and see what you said? Or what you, oh, what God, you no. wrote down the note or what you whispered to a friend. Do you want that? Because if you do, great. Let's play the cancel culture game. Let's play the game yeah, yeah. of you made a mistake. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't repercussions for mistakes made in any way, shape, or form. But it does mean let's, let's take a real honest look at who we are and how we're, how we're deciding to judge people. You know, yeah. Uh, and it, whether it's Amy Schumer and hey Amy, go ahead and let's go and look at some of your old jokes. Let's look at some of yeah. your old movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, let's look at who you used to live live with in their guest house until you made it, Burt Kreischer, right? I mean, you know, these. This is it's it's interesting if you want to get woke or you know whatever term you want to use yeah. to to do what and for what point, right? I mean, yeah. honestly, for what? Yeah, yeah, and uh, also all the podcasts I've listened to with with Callum, it must be in the. Uh, I must have listened to him speak for way over a thousand hours combined, and uh, I just with age and my background, you know, we haven't talked about this, and we don't have to get into it in insecurity for over. Close to yeah, over twenty-five years. Uh, I've I've dealt with, I've dealt with a lot of bullshit artists and liars and fraudsters, and uh, I I know pretty much when people are 
telling all or if they're full of shit or if they're putting up a facade and having listened to to Callan for speak for a thousand two thousand hours he, he's a nice guy uh, I, 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 he's outrageous sometimes and he says sure. some crazy shit and and uh, just for effect but uh he, he's he, he has a good heart whether you like his comedy or not that's that's uh you know to each his own you may like uh Chappelle, others may not like him you know uh that's the way it is it's yeah it's, it's really interesting you know you look at what and i agree with you i mean i i bumped into brian callen at a bar called boa steakhouse in, in hollywood and he was at a couple of tables away and he was eating dinner and I, I heard the voice and you hear the voice and you start hearing a story and you're like, oh, that's Brian Callen. This, mm. That's Brian Callen. Mm. And we were leaving and I, he was with Cowboy Serona. It was him and Brendan Schaub and a couple other people. And I just, I said, I'm, I'm really sorry to interrupt. I looked at Brian Callen and I put my hand out. I said, hey, man, I just want to thank you. You've given me ab workouts with laughter. And I said, thank you. <laughs> And he stopped oh, great. everything. And he's like, you are so welcome. Are you serious, man? Thank you. That is so awesome. You have a great day, you know? And, and oh, that's great. He was just that way, you know? It, it was um, when we talked, when I, when I did my interview with Tim Kennedy, you know, and I reached out to him and said, hey, man, I don't have a lot. You're, I mean, but this would be an honor to me. He's like, sure, yeah. sure. And, you know, he, he's another one of those no bullshit kind of guys. He's, he's outrageous in a different way, obviously, but it's, they're that breath of fresh air. They're that silly person. Like we need silly people like that in our world, yeah. right? Yeah. We just do. We need them. We need, because they're important, man. It's important to be silly. It's important. To Especially fun. these days. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, sorry. It's, it's, no, no, it's nuts these days. It really is. It's, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's just, we've lost that, you know, I, I don't know, yeah. you know, uh, how much of, you know, how much, uh, COVID has, has snuffed out silliness, if you will, a little bit. Um, but well, COVID and before that and during a uh, cancel culture and mm -hmm. being woke and <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, well, the, the things that are being pulled, books are being pulled and movies are being pulled and some things are warranted, but, but other things are just uh, over the top, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're going to cancel a movie, cancel Garbage Pail Kids, all right? I had to watch that trash the other night with my daughter. It was horrible, all right? Yeah. Cancel that. I know of it. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your boys, be like, hey, here's something that's awful. And let's have some fun, right? I mean, it's just. But, oh, yeah. oh, oh that, that, that's coming with all the movies I like. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's my, my poor kids. Like she, to this day, she'll still she'll look at me. She's, I'm like, hey, you ready to watch Goonies? And she'll look at me. She goes, Dad, it's still a little too scary for me. I'm like, all right, I'm just saying, Dad's favorite movie of all time. I was like, if she's got she's got three movies that she's um uh that she, she's watched one of them, Christmas Vacation. You know, uh, I got to get her to watch Fletch, but she's got to be a little older because that's just more oh, okay. silly humor. You're a Chevy fan, yeah, yeah. I'm a Chevy fan, and then yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's, you got, you got to get those. What are, what are some must-see movies that you're, you're looking at your boys? And you're like, when you get older, these are some must-sees. What are some that parents out there get your pad and paper out, write it down. What are some must-sees from, from, from Thomas to, for, for the kids? Oh, I am so the 
wrong guy. I'm a horror guy. Yes, so. well, that's why you're the right guy because you got to listen. You got to balance, right? Oh, before we get into that, let me just sure. say uh, on the subject of Chevy Chase, one of the funniest scenes I think in movie history. It's a, it was a movie he did uh, with uh, Goldie Hawn in the '70s, and uh, what's that other guy from? Uh, he did the De Niro movie where they're on the run. Uh, um, let's see. You have. He's. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, Chief, it's the one where Chevy Chase uh, is uh, involved in a bank robbery, uh, and he has to hide in his, in Goldie Hawn's house. Do you remember what it is? Was that? Um, what was that one? Was that? Let's see here. Probably see it on IMDb. But anyway, he's at one point in the movie. He's hiding under a bed, and the scene involves just his hand, and there's a guy in the room who doesn't know he's there, and he steps on his little finger and all we see is his his hands acting that he's in in incredible pain and it's 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 uh, it's a testament to his talent what he's able to accomplish just with his hands and how goddamn funny that scene is um that was foul play probably yeah yeah foul play no you probably can't. had another danish title <laughs> <laughs> but no you're right i mean that is but he was, uh, you know, he was a great grumpy, but, uh, you know, turned grumpy. Great, great actor. Great movie. I mean, I, listen, I'm a, I'm a huge vacation and a Christmas vacation fan. I, uh, I enjoy them all. I really do. I think they are. They're, they're very good. I, I love those. Yeah. So what, so what are your, so horror films, even horror films still, you're like, if I'm thinking about horror films, like must see horror films, like top five, if you are, it, like if you're a parent and you're how do I put this sounding nice well my parents just did it to scare me like my dad rented Cujo for me and then left the room and then hid behind the couch and then jumped up and I wet my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and I read the book I read Cujo before I saw the movie and I was sitting there with my friend uh I said okay that now the dog is dead that it, when it, it died in the movie, that's when it died in the book. And of course, they added a uh, a jump scare at the end, and it was the same thing. Sure. We nearly, uh, you know, peed our pants. I'm looking for another movie I wanted to mention a time travel movie. Uh, what's it called? Uh, time crimes. Yeah. If anybody time out there wants good. to, uh, yeah. yeah, Spanish movie 2007. Um, it's it's excellent. And also the one with, I'll get back to you, uh, to your question in a minute, uh, with Ethan Hawke from a few years back. Oh, what the, I should have looked this up. Well, what was that one? You know, it got some, it got, it got some, it's easy to, it's so hard, hard to create. It's easy to criticize. It got some, some, some shit, uh, but it, I think it's, it's so goddamn good. Where is it? Uh, predestination. Predestination, yes. That that was the best movie I saw that year, I thought. Now you have a great time out. travel series that is a European series. I believe it's German or Dutch. I don't know which one. Dark on Netflix? Yeah, I saw season one. Uh, I, uh, I want to get this started on season two. Excellent. Yeah, all right. I'm Weird get... and excellent. Okay, I'm going to get into it. I've, I've heard a lot of people yeah. talk about it. Okay, I'm in. I'm yeah, in. It, it is. It is. Um, 
and you yeah it's it, it's it, it's it's excellent and and it's it's different you know um I grew up on American movies and, and, and not to criticize Yarkon because it has been such great influence on my life, but many of the genre movies uh, are paint by numbers, predictable. Uh, uh, you, you, you can tell what's, what's going to happen next and you, or how it's going to end. And uh, uh, so when you watch something from uh, Spanish movies or Korean movies, uh, South Korean, not North Korean. Uh, they're unpredictable and they're crazy. And uh, same with, with Japanese movies. I like not to be able to guess where it's going next. Uh, next. And that has been the case with many American movies for many years because they follow a formula that's, that's tried and tested uh, for the mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I want something, I want something more out of it you know i mean get out was a good one right that was a good little play excellent i think think that there's a there are some really good films out there that break away from that formula but also then in and of themselves become a new formula yeah right it's uh it's like then it's like you you used to watch an emulate Shyamalan film the first couple ones you watched and you were just entertained because you didn't know where they were going to go and then it's almost like he lost his luster because you no longer went to one of his films to be entertained. You went to one of his films wondering, where's the twist I don't see coming? And it, it yeah, yeah, yeah. The film. His first two movies were, were so good. And then the third one he, was one uh, was uh, what signs with, excuse me, Mel Gibson and, and Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. And I, uh, because I had such a love for, for the first two, I was working at a movie theater uh, uh, back when that was coming out, and I was when we we had we we had a midnight screening of it. I, I arranged it uh, just for for the people that worked there, and mm-hmm. I was I was singing his praises a year ahead of time. Like, this is gonna kick so much ass. It's gonna be so good, and and it was such a letdown. <sighs> the ending was you know such bullshit. I was so disappointed. Yeah, that was, you know, and he, he went through a stretch like that, right? Where a lot of it was yeah. really, really disappointing. And uh, and yeah. the village, give me a break. Oh, yeah. oh, the village. Jesus. Awful. His latest one, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, yeah, like, the last couple, uh, he's done some good work. Uh, or the last the superhero one was good. One, right? That was good. Where the it was um, with uh, Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis and the- oh yeah 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 and the one prior to that the uh, the kids going to uh, visit their their grandparents uh, or something oh uh, yeah yeah that was that was pretty good and he produced the called Devil I believe the one in that took place in the elevator yes he um, did yep no spoilers it's a very very good uh, horror movie for those who haven't seen it mm-hmm. um, but uh, when it comes to uh, horror movies of course my favorite must be the thing uh 82 john carpenter that's 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 probably at the top of the list i love john carpenter uh uh, most uh, nearly all of his movies but if you have to have a unique experience the same experience that cinema goes in uh i saw a documentary from uh the states where the cinema goings goers were exiting uh, the screening, uh, 
uh, of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. And they were convinced they had seen a bloodbath. As was I when I first saw it. I saw the documentary later on. There's barely any blood in it. It's all in your head. There's uh, the uh, the uh, drifter cuts his hand in the beginning. There's some blood there. The uh, the uh, the uh, final girl she gets a cut in her finger towards the end of the movie. Uh, other than that, there is very very little uh, blood in it. It's all based on suggestion and build up and dread, a sense of dread and anticipation of what's going to happen. One of the scariest scenes uh, in, in movie history is where she's she has escaped the house. She's in a, a shed or something or the back of a store and she's just bursts in and she lies on the, she's lying on the floor and she's just looking at the door door frame. The door is open and she's just, we as an audience, we anticipate Leatherface is going to come bursting through anytime with a chainsaw. And, and nothing happens, uh, and it's just it's it's so gripping. Uh, that movie, I don't know if my kids will ever be able to see something like that, but but it, it's it's genius. It's just genius, and and it's uh, it's a tribute to uh, Toby Hooper, who um, who yeah, well he, he's he's remembered for that, and then he's remembered for perhaps not directing Poltergeist. I would say that he that he did, but it was pre-planned to to uh, uh, to a T by by Steven Spielberg, uh, mm -hmm. who was also heavy-handed on Seta, from what I can understand. Uh, but but that that's a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a genius movie. I like the remake as well, but it's very graphic. It is the remake's a little more graphic. They do the so there's a a movie chain here in in Texas called Alamo Draft House. Yeah, I still want to go, yeah. Oh, so they do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but they do it at the house where it happened. And it plays <gasps> at night on the side of the house and you oh, sit in that field. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you... Folks, uh, <laughs> you can't see his face. It's awesome. And you sit there. Did, 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 you've been there? <laughs> Yes. Oh shit! It's it, trust me. There's only one thing scarier, and that's watching Jaws, the way they show Jaws in the open water. And then you <laughs> you sit in an inner tube. Oh, oh yeah, okay, inner tube, yeah. And then they have scuba divers that cruise around, and they tickle your feet, and they. Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> you done that as well? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's the best. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, can I ask you a dumb question? Please ask me anything. Yeah. Did you press play on Time Cop? <laughs> I sure did. Okay, where are you? Because I, I don't think I picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> we are, hey, brother, brother, we're an hour and 24 minutes in. We have 10 Jesus. minutes. Jesus. Boom. Missed all the good see, parts. You were, you were taught, folks, I would screen capture these. You're an hour and 20? Hour and twenty-four minutes in, we were we were talking back back and forth, folks, on the Instagram, and hilariously enough, Thomas was in there going, "I don't know if we can talk for almost two hours, Jason. I don't know if we have an, anything to say." Well, folks, this is the prime example of we, we got a whole movie playing in the background. It doesn't matter. This is what it's about. This is what this whole podcast is about. Is this right here? 
Yeah, I apologize for the No, accents. don't apologize. Please don't. It's getting lost, but it, it is. It's about getting lost in these things and telling these fun stories and giving these perspectives and insights. I mean, it's like, a, I forget the Quentin Tarantino film, uh, Reservoir Dogs, you know, where they're going to cut the ear off and everyone's freaked out. Oh, well, they cut the ear off. You never saw it, right? It's just the bit, to your point, exactly. the building of anticipation. And let's, let's come a little full circle here. You know, uh, when we talk about some of the things that, um, that we struggle with, right? Some of that is building of anticipation. Like there's a, there's a momentum created, mm. right? Especially with ADHD, like there's this momentum and it, just, yeah. it starts to spin. And, you know, I remember uh, best and worst advice, my daughter was getting upset and I go, hey, sometimes you just gotta breathe, right? You just gotta take a moment, you gotta breathe. And it's super easy to say when you're calm and someone's freaking out. But then okay, you, you, you froze for a second. I, oh, I missed sorry. the last so, five seconds. Uh, so I just said, you know, you got to breathe, kiddo. You just got to take a m- moment and breathe. Great advice to give a kid when you're calm and they're upset. Yeah. She's a smart kid. She sees me getting upset. She grabs my hand and she's like, dad, let's just take a moment to breathe. Yeah and, yeah, I, yeah. and you know what, though? I'll tell you what. It worked because there's a part of me that wanted to go, hey, you're a kid. You don't understand how this works. Just, you know, yeah. not go to your room. There's another part of me that goes, you know what? <laughs> She's right. She's just right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I took a moment, took a breath. Right. Done. I'm like, thank you. She goes, it yeah. helps me too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That's, uh, she's the adult. Uh. She's the adult, man. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. She's the adult. Her and mom, man. Uh, what adult. kind of movies can you show her? You know, I try to show her a little bit of everything. She's right now, we're on, um, we're doing two kinds of movies. Uh, we're doing the ones where the parents have fun with the kids. So that could be, um, let me see. Uh, we did one that's called the Yesterday, where the parents have to say yes to everything the kids want to do for the whole day. And there are some rules, but it was, it was a cute, fun film. And then I try to bring her a lot of what I grew up on. So Scooby-Doo, Tom and Jerry. I mean, you know, just has watch. she seen a poltergeist? No, she hasn't seen poltergeist yet. She has seen uh I'm trying to think the the closest she's come to a science fiction or a scary movie for her has been um it's a never ending story, which she loved. She thought that was Yeah, yeah, most kids do. Right. I mean, and it is, it's a great film. Uh she still doesn't really do scary yet um may i suggest something for perhaps when she's a year old uh house from from house one and two the first one was from 1986 uh directed by steve minor i think the guy who directed the first friday the 13th it's a very fun a uh, horror movie. There's, there's, there's a scene right at the beginning that might not be suitable for kids where an old lady is swinging from a rope. Otherwise, it's it's a great, fun, scary ride. And House 2 is just uh, a straight-up comedy uh, with, with with ho-hum scares, you know, the, the low-rent scares. It's supposed to be uh, mainly a, a funny movie. I would recommend those two. And not House 3, not House 4, and however many that came after that. <laughs> uh, but uh, the first two are excellent. 
and of course poltergeist uh, every every kid should see that i agree so it's a, um it's a great film and yeah. it's got an interesting history to it it's got some good uh yeah. it's got uh, some good folklore to it if you will oh yeah you know, yeah with the uh, the older sister getting killed by her boyfriend and of course uh, heather uh what's her uh, last name she of course was misdiagnosed and died from her deceased during the filming of poltergeist 3. Mm -hmm. so yeah so, quick question two questions here is as the movie wraps up here uh one is there you know uh for for you for, for where you're at where you live is there a danish movie or is there a, is there a top 10 movie that you have that maybe didn't get a lot of publicity here in the u.s that we should uh that we should go after you know that we should watch number one and the second question is is now that you've done this what did you think how's the experience of talking during movies for you yeah <laughs> uh, i was i was i was uh, i was honored to be asked i was hesitant to do it because you know I, I, I've I've had a knack for speaking English since I was a little kid, but uh, you know, doing it for this long and uh, was was uh, I suspected it might be uh, a challenge, and I was gonna say um a lot, and I did, uh, but uh, it was fun, and uh, you know, we have a lot in common. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I I I have toyed with the idea of doing a podcast in in English about movies but it will just be me talking so it, it's a nice uh, training ground i would perhaps want to ask you off air uh what i have in mind would be a good idea or not i don't think it's been done that to the extent that i that i want to do it um but that's an off-air conversation you're sure. uh, more experienced in that regard. But, but i loved it what was your first question what was my first question uh, uh any uh any films that that you've seen that maybe didn't get some american play. oh yeah 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 yeah. i would uh I, i'm gonna use go broad here uh you know mass mickelson or mats mickelson as you say yes uh you know who that is yeah yes the uh the uh guy with the bleeding eye from casino royale you know him abroad he's mainly used as a villain but that guy can play anything he can play drama. He can play romantic comedy, a straight-up comedy. He has he has done some amazing movies in all genres, uh, in Danish mostly. Uh, he also did one time travel movie in Germany. Uh, you can look up. Um, but I can give you I can give you some titles. You, perhaps you can post uh, 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 with this uh, this episode. Uh, uh if you want but he, he can do he can do anything and he's uh he's an amazing talent uh amongst other things that i think are some of the danish movies that are known and nicolas nicolas winding refn the director uh he's he's uh, he's a name now he did drive did you see that oh, with yeah. uh Brian gosling movie. yeah yeah uh he directed his his breakthrough was a movie called pusher about uh yeah uh, yeah drug pushers in copenhagen uh, and he did because he needed money. He also did Pusher two and three. So as I'm, as he said, a monograph, but they are both excellent movies. And uh, Mass' uh, his first role, I believe, was in the first one. 
in the second one, he's the lead. So push it two, I would recommend seeing that. It's by no way, uh, uh, it's, a it's, it's a heavy movie, but his performance in that movie is, it's outstanding, uh, to put it mildly. Um, he, he's, he's released from, from prison and uh, uh, he goes through some shit with his father and, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more than that. Push it, push it. Uh, put the Pusher series in general. Watch that, uh, especially okay. if you like me. Uh, if anybody listening out there has an interest in a low budget to uh, no budget filmmaking, uh, how how to shoot uh, something that has a big impact on on next to nothing budget. Those are the movies you you should see um, if you want to see something extremely danish <laughs> uh pusher one two and three they're they're excellent awesome awesome well, uh, it's probably the easiest way into danish movies i could i could ramble off some others but uh we we've we've also made some amazingly boring movies uh so <laughs> <laughs> hey haven't we all right haven't we all yeah 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 you know that's very true well is it thomas yeah. uh i like to uh you know close with this there are um there's a lot of things you can give and take, you know, you can make money and lose money. You can go buy bread and it can get moldy, but you get to go buy new bread if you want, you know, avocados, mm. those pretentious little assholes. They're never ready. <laughs> you want them to be ready and then they're bad. Right. But guess what? You can always run to the yeah, store yeah. and buy a couple more times. The only thing you don't get back. And so it is never lost on me that uh, yeah. someone, whether it be uh, someone I've just met or, a friend of mine for years wants to take uh, the time to spend with me and, and, and talk, uh, especially for this extended period of time, about so many things uh, from funny randomness to insights into personality and struggles and, and everything in between. Uh, so thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. I really do. You are very you. welcome. It was a, this was a pleasure, to well, say the least. Let's, uh, you know what? I'd love to do it again. Uh, we'll, do a, we'll do a Danish movie next time, though. All right, so we can get some. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're let's on. Do a Danish horror film next time. Get me a good oh, Danish horror. No, film. no, no, not horror, not Danish horror. They're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we'll figure something out. We'll figure out your favorite horror movie. Then we'll do the thing. Uh, but let's. Um... No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll find something Danish. We'll okay. do that. That's a good all idea. Right. Perfect. Well, but you probably probably have to watch it prior to our uh, talking over it, so you know what the hell is going on. I'm I'm down with that. I'm 100. percent I know exactly that. what it's gonna be. It's it's gonna be a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So um, let me. I'm gonna hit stop here, and then you can. We'll talk. Let's talk real quick about your podcast idea. But folks, this is for you guys out there. You wonderful listeners. Now is your favorite part of the podcast. You've made it to the end. Here it is. The song. The verbal linguistics. The, the gal that just loves to sing, but only for her dad. Thank goodness I've got a recording device. Here it is, my little girl singing about the first time she took a poop by herself. Party people, thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.